to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. Hi, my name is Lender Carmine, your host and coach this evening. And tonight we're going to have an amazing show about courage. I know we all face certain fears and aspects of our life where we need that little extra push to overcome some obstacles. Tonight's guest is going to help us how to be that lion and be able to have that courage to become successful. But before we go into that, I have to introduce these two other co-hosts that are on the show. They act like they participate. They act like they help out, but they just here just to hang out, I guess. Let me introduce the one and only Christopher Shiver. I'm first this time. I'm first this time. That's right. And not just that, I heard you. Was that Freudian slip? There was no slips. That was all <laughs> intentional. <laughs> awesome. So, Thank you to be here. Fantastic. And Fred Martinez. What's up? Fred, always remember, you may not be number one, but you're always a number two. So tonight's <laughs> guest is absolutely amazing. We have Corinne Kivin here with us. Corinne found herself doing what she was supposed to be doing a long time ago. After waking the dreamer within her, she left corporate finance career to embark on the journey of a lifetime and become an entrepreneur by growing a business from the ground up. Her drive to understand why people hold themselves back led her to study human behavior, which allows her to help her business grow, help people get out of their way, help people build the courage that they need and create an authentic way of being. Corinne, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Super excited. Fantastic. We're excited too. We love having fun with all of our guests. So let's just open this up with a nice breaker. How's that sound? Works for me. Let's do it. All right. Let's think. I gotta, I gotta come up with something new. I always, hmm, what can we ask Corinne about? What do you got? About, Chris, you have a question? Yeah, I got a question. All right, let's go ahead. So in, 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 in relating to your business, relating to your, uh, your path in life, what is your why? What made you do what you do right now? What's your story? What's my story or what's my why? Because the story's long. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, let's, uh, let's have the why then first. Like, why did you do it all? And then we can have the story after that. So my why is because I feel like every single person has a purpose that we all have a unique gift and it's meant to be brought out into the world. And I think that the only thing that gets in our way is ourselves. And my true why is to empower people, plain and simple, like empower people and make a difference. Every conversation that I have with someone, I want them to walk away and say, I, I feel empowered. I want to make a move. I want to do something like that's my why. Absolutely amazing. I love it. I feel the passion and the purpose. I feel the energy radiating from you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been told I'm passionate, like a, pretty much all of my life. So, love it, awesome. love it. So, so tell us a little bit more about you. Like, what? Tell us a little bit more about this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the journey where I was uh, shooting on myself. <laughs> it's what I'm like, yes, what I call it. yes, shooting on yourself. Tell us more. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Going way back, way back, um, I was always the rule follower. I was always the, you know, do what I was told, just kind of the the follower, didn't want to make too much noise. Um, I was definitely the girl that like didn't raise my hand in class. I didn't want to do any type of presentation. I did not want to be noticed. 
my entire family, they're entrepreneurs. And because they're entrepreneurs, they, they know the struggle, right? It's freaking hard to be a business owner and to be an sure. entrepreneur. It is. Mm -hmm. So as I was going through school, going through high school, going into college, they always told me, go corporate, go corporate, the benefits, the money, you know, the things. So I'm like, okay, doing what I was told, doing what I should do, you know, what society tells you to do. Mm -hmm. I um, went to SDSU. So I'm from San Diego, born and raised and went to SDSU. I was going to be an engineer, but I swear I love math, but engineering is not math. I don't, whoever is listening, like if you're an engineer and you're listening to this, props to you because statics, dynamics, no way, no way. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst. So, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm an electrical physics. engineer. <laughs> hey, props engineer. To you. Yeah, props to you because once I took those statics and dynamics classes, I was like, this is not math. So I'm going to, I'm going to pivot. And I decided, you know, my entire family, they're entrepreneurs, and I don't really know what I want to do exactly. So why don't I study finance? I'm good mm -hmm. at numbers. I like money. Let's study finance. Sure. So I studied finance, and um, I got my bachelor's from SDSU. And when I graduated, I told myself, I'm not going to go into financial services. I just, I don't know. I don't think so. And then I wound up finding myself in financial services, and I ended up loving it. I love helping people. Um, especially with finances. Money is a topic, you know, that not a lot of people like to talk about. So being able to help people with their finances, I absolutely loved. However, I ignored the fact that I wanted to run my own business, that I had this entrepreneurial spirit in me. Um, I ignored it, even mm -hmm. though I would come up with business plans for, for pretty much the majority of the time that I was in financial services, I would spend my downtime creating business plans. I always had all these, all of these business ideas, but I never acted on them, honestly, because at the time I was too scared. So as I was doing financial services, I was in a client service position under four different advisors. I knew that in order for me to progress and move forward and get the bigger office and the more benefits and the more money and get to that point of success mm -hmm. that I needed to have some sort of certification under my belt. So I became a certified financial planner. I worked my butt off for six months, like studying 4am to like 12pm for sure. six months. I took the exam. The exam sucks. It's a terrible, hard exam. I came out of, after taking it, I finished, I sat down waiting for the person to call my name to tell me if I passed or, or failed. They don't even tell you once you finish, you have to go wait and then they call your name. And I remember she called my name. So I went over and I sat down and she looks at me and I'm terrified, right? I have no idea what she's gonna say. And she's like, you passed. Mm -hmm. And at first I was, I was really excited. And then within five minutes, I was like, Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. I'm like, what, what next? And that was the first hint of, I don't think I'm doing this for the right reason. There's mm. something, you know, I don't know what it is. Um, but then the universe presented me with an amazing opportunity to go work at Merrill Lynch, which was the office, the money, the, the sure. position, right? Yeah. So I said, yes, I had an amazing opportunity to work with one of the top advisors in San Diego, and it was a great experience. However, the entire time 
I was ignoring the fact that I wanted to start my own business, that I didn't actually want to be working corporate, that I, even as much as I loved financial services and what it stood for and everything that it was, it wasn't for me. And I just, I got really, really present to that. And a friend of mine invited me to um, the Landmark Forum. So mm -hmm. this is a personal development course that I took. It's a weekend long course. I took it down here in San Diego and they're all about transformational learning. And right when I went there, I was like, this is for me. I got to do it. And in that training, I discovered the distinction of choice. And when I say that, I feel like it's so simple, right? Like choosing, it's, it's simple. However, I realized that what I was choosing was the easy path. Like that's really what I was choosing was the easy path. As much as I could, I could cover it up as like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, what my family wants, it's good money, all that stuff. I was choosing the easy path. And if I'm getting really real with you guys, if that's okay, yeah, I get of totally transparent. I realized that I had stopped dreaming when I was 13. Mm. So my father passed away very suddenly when I was 13. And my dream was to have a relationship with him. And a part of me, when, when he passed, a part of me stopped dreaming. Mm because I felt like if I went after something again, it would just be taken away from me. Now we all know that's a story, right? And that's sure. a story that can be rewritten and reprogrammed. So when I realized like, I'm taking the easy route, like it was this light bulb. And then I went into the advanced course of the Landmark Forum and that's where I got really present to time. My dad passed when he was 36 years old and I was 26 at the time and I'm like, excuse my French, but holy shit, like time goes by and you have to live life to the fullest. And I went in on that Monday to quit my career. Funny story. I'll make this quick. My boss wasn't there when I went to go quit. I was like motivating myself to go talk to him and he wasn't even freaking there. I wow. called him on his cell phone and I basically laid out just everything, how it wasn't for me. It just wasn't a fit. And I, I got to find kind of myself and discover really what I, what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, you know, in the financial services industry, when you tell them that you're quitting, you have to leave that day. Yeah. So I packed up everything. I remember being so excited going down the escalator. I'm like, I did it. You know, I did this big move. Like this is what I'd, I'd put this, this moment on a pedestal for so long. And as I'm walking outside, the sliding glass door opens and I feel like I'm going to walk out and doves are going to fly. And like, the, like God is going to look down and be like, you did it. You made it. Mm -hmm. And instead I went into my car and I just, I put my head like on the, on the, the um, seat behind me. And I just started to cry. And I was like, cause I have no idea what I'm going to do. The only thing that I knew though, was that I took a step in the right direction for me, even though I had no idea I took that step and I took that leap. And then from there, um, invested really heavily into personal development. That's where I found NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, which I'm sure we will dive into and went through my own transformation, really deep, really deep work, came out on the other side and realized, you know, I want to help other people get out of their own way because everyone here has a purpose. And I honestly think that there are parts of us that know that we're meant for more. You know, we know when we're settling and I want to be the coach and the person that helps people get out of their own way. You know, I, I love exactly what you said, because I think a lot of people 
can resonate with your story of they want to do something and then they're stuck because they don't know how to do it. Because I, I, can, I can speak for myself where I've been doing engineering for 25 years and I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of it. And, and then on top of that, I'm looking at it saying, getting into this whole self-development and wanting to do the same thing that what you're doing, want to make an impact on people's lives and afraid to do that because got to get a job, got to go ahead and do this. And then the other thing too is because of the background on how my parents taught me about finance is that live, I live debt free. And I, and I also look at it too, is that uh, just afraid to really put it out there because of you have to have a job. You have to be making money. And right now I'm looking at it. You want to put money in the market right now because everything's on sale. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you have something? Yeah. So come on. I, I, I like, like Fred said, like a lot of people, res- I definitely resonated with your story, especially because my parents were all tr- also entrepreneurs. And so I, I totally get that entrepreneurial spirit because it, and it, it's not something that's like taught. It's just like you, you absorb it. You don't have a choice. Like you're just going to get it. And, and, and it's funny enough though, you, you also realize there's kind of a difference because like parents who are working for a boss versus parents who are the boss, there is a huge difference, like, like, like in the way they spend time and everything. And, mm-hmm. and I guess for that, and I'm sure for you as well, you, you, you saw what that life could be like, and you're like, I like that. And I, I really think of my mom, cause my mom, like my mom told me, it's like, Hey, like, even if you're 20, no matter your situation, always try to start a business. Just, just, just do something. It doesn't matter. And it's like, fail, 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 fail. That's good. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome. Like the more times you fail, the more likely you're going to win. You know, that's just how it is. It's not just every single time it's a gamble, you get better and better. And I, I, the entrepreneurial spirit, um, what really hit me, what the outcome of it all was my mom was like, when you get that, that first paycheck, when you, when you pay yourself for the first time ever, you know, it, 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 you know, your business is making money and you know, your business is, is stable. Like you're like, wow, like this is actually feeding my lifestyle and everything. It is the ultimate freedom. And it's such a freaking high, like, I am not like, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause COVID all that, everybody's going through a hard time, but it, it's, it's amazing. Like, oh, you can never let that go as soon as you have it. Oh yeah. You can never let it go. And it's so exhilarating. It makes you want to keep going, right? It's that fuel that keeps you going, that fuels your purpose, that fuels your passion, that growth. And the moment where the best part is, is like, there's sometimes where you know you're scared, then you do it anyway. And you're like that feeling after, like, I have to keep doing that. And I think that's like the road to success right there. Like, like you said, fail, 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 but love that the failure, I always say, celebrate your courage, not just the outcome. Like the outcome might be who knows, but like celebrate the courage of you doing that, of you failing, of you, whatever it was, your experience, and then grow from that. So totally, totally resonate. And I, I want to hear more because the thing is you did, st- before this, this, before we started, you did tell us this word cor- uh, uh, cor- courage, right? And I've heard you say it several times. So I'm starting to feel like this is a value word for you. Oh, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm curious where it ranks on the value order ladder for you as well. Uh, but please tell us more, because what does that mean to you? What does that look like and, and sound like and feel to you? What does it mean? So courage to me is knowing that you're scared or knowing that you want to say something, but you're, 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 there's a part of you that doesn't want you to say it or knowing that you know, I need to make that call, but I don't know if I should. Like it's this, it's this impulse of what you, 
you know that you can do it and that you're going to do it, but it's just like a matter of when, I guess. And being able to, in that space, like being able to recognize that that fear, it's not you. Like that's an old, it's, it's a past, it's an old you. And being able to say like, F that, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like having that, like, that's your power. That's really your power. Um, so courage to me is definitely very high on the values hierarchy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely love that. I love what you said earlier about a choice. And, you know, people don't realize that they have a lot of options, a lot of choices, but they don't always see the resourcefulness that surrounds them to have these other choices. And I think courage fits into that. You know, I, I think, you know, when you realize that you have other choices to take other actions that can really empower you to move forward, to accomplish things you never even thought you could do before. Yeah choice it's like I said I, I feel that it's so simple mm-hmm. yet it's something that we're always doing we're always making a choice yeah. and you know when I when I really made the distinction of like I'm choosing this career path and that's that's fine if you're choosing that your that career path I never want anybody to listen to my story and say I have to be an entrepreneur that's not the case at all you choose what you choose and you own that mm-hmm. I was choosing corporate and I wasn't owning it because it was out of alignment for me So when you're choosing something, you're saying no to something else. And for me saying no to the entrepreneurial spirit and starting the business that at the time I had no idea what it was going to be, but that vision and saying no to that vision, that the pain of that got bigger than the pain of staying where I was and the pain of being scared of who knew what was going to happen. And someone had asked me a question of like, how do you build courage? And, and I think for me, when looking back, Like we always figure it out. Mm -hmm. We always figure it out. So if there's ever a time that you're scared to do something, look back at a time when you were scared and you acted that differently anyway. You know what I mean? Like we always do this. It's just in the moment we don't remember that, oh, we've done this before, that I actually have the courage to do this. That's why I say like, it, it takes courage to change and follow your dreams. Courage that you always have. You've always had it. You've done it before, just in a different setting. Kind of yeah. sounds like, yeah, and I, and I love that. You know, go ahead, Fred. Go, go, go ahead with what we're gonna say. I was gonna say it kind of sounds like what you did is you created a list of winning, and so mm-hmm. it should to help build up your courage. Definitely, definitely, and what you focus on grows, and you get to choose what to focus on. Right, like you can yep. you can choose yeah. to focus on your wins, on your progress, and all of that, or you can focus on your losses, on on all that. And which way do you think your life is going to go? Right. <laughs> So let, let's talk about that, focusing on wh- what you choose to focus on. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, we, we go through our lives and we have like these destiny mindsets where it's like, oh, if it's for me, it's going to happen. You know, if, 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 it's set it, if it's in the clouds or whatever, if God said so, then it will happen. But what you're saying is like a choice of what you choose to see, right? Can you talk about that? Because I don't think a lot of people understand what that means. Because I know all four of us get it. We're like, yeah, that totally makes sense. But I don't think a lot of people are listening do. So what came up for me when you were, when you were asking that question is when you put it out as if it's destined for me, to me, that's, I don't want to say it's disempowering, but it's almost just like, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Like, it's just, you're not at cause for any of it. Mm -hmm. And 
there's a part of me that wants to say something, but I don't know if say it. Like, that's, it. like it's say like it. it's BS. Like that's the easy way to roll. It really is. It it actually puts you in effect, not at cause, because you're at the whims of just whatever's going to happen. And I'm pretty positive that like every person that's successful, they're not at the whims of something. Like they respond, they don't, they don't just react to what's going on. So do I believe that there are like outside forces that are working with us? Yes, all of the time. However, it's us to uh, it's up to us to align with that and to take action that's in alignment with that. Not just let me sit back and if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Like peace, that's awesome. No, you gotta put in some work. You know, you gotta, you gotta make the moves. You gotta, you gotta show the universe that you're gonna have the courage to take the steps and then it will show you like, it will come to you like tenfold, but you got to put in, put in those steps. And back to your question, focusing on that, knowing, having a vision, but also knowing that, you know, your vision may not be exactly how you think it's going to be because that's not how it works. Right. However, focusing on, I like to focus on the feeling that's going to come from that because how it looks can always change. You know, miracles come in any way. Mm -hmm. um, but when we're focusing on where we're going and what it is that we want, um, we gotta take aligned action. The choices, the decisions that we make, the words that we use, all of that needs to be alignment with where we're going. And if you say, oh, just it's at, at the whim of whatever, like that's not, to me, that's not empowered living. No, no, I love that. That's the thing. People don't understand they have to be in action to make things work. You just can't sit back and wait for life to happen. You got to go out there and make things happen in your own life to become successful. And something I want to go back to what you said earlier was, you know, over, you know, really finding that courage inside you, going back in time to a point where you were feeling that courage, going back to that state of mind. That's very empowering. And if you can go back and feel that, that source of energy again to whatever you're overcoming, whatever you're trying to accomplish, and then bring it back to the present to go and do what you're doing now, you know, that's awesome. That's something a lot of people don't take on because they don't know how to do it or don't really realize how to manually do it. Sometimes it just happens that way. But really when you focus on it, you can you know, really become very empowering and get all the courage you need by just going back to positive events in your past that really made a difference for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can affect your, your state, right? Putting yourself in that, in that high energy state and looking back and saying, okay, when, when have I, maybe you're about to do something super courageous and you're like, I'm not feeling courageous mm -hmm. at all. Like I'm actually terrified. Well, can you go back to the times where you were courageous and start to build up the um, the emotion of, okay, you know, I have done this before and get your body into a primed state and then operating from that place. And I'm a really big advocate of making sure that you're staying super hyper conscious of what you're feeling in that moment when you're doing what you're doing, because naturally you're not going to go from not doing any type of public speaking to speaking in front of a thousand people. Sorry. Sure. If someone does that, freaking rock on, like rock on because that's, that's amazing. But if you can be, be conscious in the, okay, you're in front of five people speaking 
and you're terrified, but at least you're in the moment, right? You're in it. And then you're okay. Your body's like, oh, I'm actually alive. Okay. We're okay. <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't have to be afraid right now. Okay. And then 10 people, the same. And then 20 people, 30. And then it just, you're literally training yourself. It doesn't matter how many people are out here. You're training yourself to overcome that fear and to overcome that, that emotion or whatever it is. Um, I'm really big on like acknowledging what those triggers are mm-hmm. and seeing where that comes from. Usually it's from the past. I mean, Joe Dispenza says that emotions are just from past experience, right? So if the emotion is fear, it's not really because of where you're at now, unless if you're doing something dangerous, which I don't recommend, mm-hmm. but like if you're speaking in front of a crowd of people, it's not really danger. Okay. So what's this fear from? Oh yeah. When I was in fourth grade, I spoke in front of the class and they all made fun of me. Oh, okay. It's rejection. Most of the time people are always looking at, they're always afraid of things because they're, they're afraid of getting rejected. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And they only end up rejecting themselves. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, we all we all have our we all have our stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely been one for me. Like on sales calls, like you get afraid of like what the other person's gonna say, right? But what story are you projecting before mm-hmm. you even get on that call? Are you projecting a story of success or a story of failure? And if you are having a hard time creating the story of success. Be really curious why, you know, but it's all about um, that story and really kind of owning that. But I think a lot of have our triggers. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people end up using that because when you look at athletes, when you you can always see an athlete when they're about to shoot a free throw, and you can see that confidence that they have, that you know that they're going to be making that free throw, and then you have because this is the body language, and then you look at the athlete that doesn't make the free throws because of how their body language and how uh, discouraged they might be. And I think a lot of it too has to do with uh, the athletes that have done that type of work. They visualize the success, just like what you were talking about before is just going through the process, remembering these things. There's also the other aspect too, if, if they could just visualize something, maybe they might not have something in their past that they can, that they can, go back to, but they can always create something and visualize that environment and visualize their success, visualize them shooting that free throw, visualize them, um, whatever it might be, last, last second game shot, visualize making that phone call and ha- them saying yes. Yeah. And Fred, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I played basketball in high school and we would have visualization exercises where we would just lay there and we visualize free throws. And my, my grandpa would coach me all the time and his thing was free throws. So I would do free throws every day and for hours on Sundays and practicing all of the time. And what came up for me when you were sharing that mm-hmm. is the times when I made the free throw, like I'd always made them before during the game, was when I trusted myself and I wasn't overthinking because of the visualization, because of the process, right? But the moments when I was overthinking, the crowd was going wild, I'm focusing on them, I'm focusing on the score, all of that stuff, it throws you off. So when you can get into that rhythm and trust that, trust that vision, that visualization and that process, um, I think it allows you to get in alignment with that and to follow through, no, no pun intended, um, on that vision and make the basket. <laughs> and you're right. Like if, 
if you don't have a something to look back on to create a different like a different story for yourself um really spend like spend time creating a vision that you want and if the itty bitty shitty committee comes in and has vision <laughs> that isn't like successful then you got to keep training your brain you know like it'll come in with the negative stuff but you're stronger than those negative thoughts you're stronger than those negative emotions so sitting there and taking time to practice visualizing what it is that you want is it's huge like it's everything because we're constantly creating our future exactly and we always have these weeds that always pop up so that's a thing when the daily practice is to get rid of the weeds that's in your in your mind of this garden right there and you have your and then focus and watering all your successes and that's what's going to really flourish and grow yeah yeah and and also we're human like mm -hmm. there's i don't think there's ever going to be a point unless if i don't know maybe you're some monk or something but where there's like no negative thoughts um we're human so what i do um the moments where you know maybe it's just i wake up an off day like i have a toolbox of things to get me into a positive mindset, to get me into a positive emotion, because I'm not about to go down the rabbit hole. Like I will do everything in my power to stay in my world that I know I'm successful in. And I have my motivation playlist, I have my music, I have my YouTubes, I have all of those things. In my debt, at my office, I have all of my pictures, I have all of my text messages from clients of you know what I do for them as a coach. And those things, you got to water those things because you're totally right, Fred. Like you got to water the successes and what you focus on grows. So can you get into details, your, your morning ritual routine to get you in yeah. that, that state? Yeah. So it, it goes back and forth between waking up and working out or waking up and meditating. But usually I like to wake up. I usually wake up around 430, um, wake up. I meditate, usually it's around 30 minutes. I do two different types of meditations um, a day. So I'll do breath work along with the meditation and then usually work out. I do at least like a 45 minute workout, get my body you know, up and, up and running. And then I'll do a shower. Sometimes I'll do the cold shower. The days that I really don't want to are the days that I have to, you know, like the days are like, not today, you have to do it. So sometimes I'll do a cold shower. And then after that, I usually um, read, I'll read at least 10 pages. I just finished a uh, 75 hard challenge. So they it had me reading 10 pages every day. So now I'm, I'm hooked on the 10 pages. So I'll read 10 pages and then always have my coffee with my 10 pages of reading. And then I'll usually plan out the day. I, I, I usually plan the day in advance at night, but like I'll go over what, what the agenda is set for, for the day. And then usually listen to my anchor songs. Yes, anchor songs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can you explain that to, to yes. uh, other individuals what they what you mean by an anchor song? Oh yes. So anchor songs are songs that put me your into sister is attempting to reach you on your cellular device. Oh what your anchor song, Fred? That's the anchor song. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> um so anchor songs are songs that put me into a into a high state um so usually they're songs that elicit some sort of memory um those are the songs that i like to use 
but yeah, they put me into a high state. And when our state is in a you know state of excellence, it affects our behavior, which affects our words, which affects mm-hmm. um, our actions, affects all of that. So I have uh, I have quite a few anger songs, but I always have one that I will always listen to, like no matter what. The other one repeat. Yeah, on repeat. Mm-hmm. And I will literally listen to it until I get into the state. It's mm-hmm. not sometimes it takes two, three times. Sometimes it takes jumping up and down. Sometimes, you know, it depends on the day, but I'll always make sure that I get into the, into the state because, you know, my clients deserve it. Um, it's, it's for other people, not just myself, right? Like I'm a, I'm a stronger person when I'm in that state for other people. I can listen better. I can communicate better all of the things. Well, let me ask you this, and I know this is going to vary for everybody. How do you know when you're in that state? Like what, what comes over you to feel like, Hey, I'm here at this point. Um, I can, it feels, it feels like a Zen feeling to me. Mm. Um, my thoughts are the only way I can describe it is it's like my thoughts are in like the back of my head. And I'm just, I'm full focused in the zone and I just feel fulfilled. Like I feel like I'm driven with purpose. Like I'm ready to go. No, I love that. Fred, I, I know you get into a lot of states being an athlete. What, how, does it, how does it come up for you? If you don't mind me asking. With, uh, it's just a feeling of, you have that confidence and you have a, and usually what I'll end up doing is I will listen to Tony Robbins the stuff. <laughs> as well as uh, another person we ended up, uh, uh, Billy Osbrooks. So I will listen to his stuff and just to go ahead and just, it has that positive affirmation to get me into that, to that state. And I feel at ease and, I, and, I have, and you feel that power. And, 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 and not only because of the sport that I do, you have to be very powerful, but you have to have finesse within it. Because if you just overpower things, you're not gonna get it, but you're powerful knowing that I'm at ease, and, I'm gonna, and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I love that. And I thank you both for sharing examples because a lot of people haven't got themselves there yet and don't know what that feeling is like. So having an idea or somebody to reference to at least gives them an idea. Okay, I, I got this feeling, this heat wave coming over me. I'm ready to feel empowered and take on the day, which, which is fantastic. Because I know, you know, especially with doing the podcast for myself, you know, I, my brain just shuts down and I just feel like I'm in front of a whole studio audience and I'm, I'm ready just to perform and, and get on. And it's just, you know, everything to me in my head just gets silent. Mm. So, you know, and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make an awesome show with my two favorite co-hosts. <laughs> that he plays against each other all the time. <laughs> Well, we got to have a little fun with things. Right, right. Hey, you got to um, have fun. So uh, real quick, I have, I have one real quick question for Corin. So what, 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 what is the relationship for you between meditation and relaxation? That's an interesting question. I've never been asked that. So... I think that in order to meditate, you need to be relaxed. So I think that you can do meditation. For me, this is, I think meditation is different for everyone. You guys define what meditation is, is for you. 
for me, um, being relaxed is, you know, the sense of ease. Like I don't really have anywhere to go. I'm not really doing anything. I'm in the moment, right? Um, which there is an aspect of that in meditation because I want to relax all thoughts. I want to be in the moment. I don't want to be thinking about anything. I don't want to be doing anything. Um, however, in my meditations, I like to focus on, um, to get really conscious of releasing negative thoughts and focusing on not thinking. Um, so I like to, and I also like to do visualizations in my meditation. So I'll focus on the feeling of, you know, where I'm going 10 years from now, like I'll focus on that and I'll feel what it feels like to be in it today, right now. Um, so there are a bunch of different types of meditations that I do. So to answer your question, the relationship between the two is I, I feel like when you're meditating, you need to be relaxed, but when you're relaxed, you don't need to necessarily be meditating unless if that is your form of meditation, then you would be meditating. <laughs> How was that? I, I, I saw. I, I just love that question because it's like an egg before the chicken question. No yeah. matter what. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah, and I also think like Fred, when you're you're powerlifting, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's probably a form of meditation for you. You know, like when I work out, it's a form of meditation for me. You get into that zone. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's different it, it's, for everyone. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love I love the way she managed that question, Christopher. She's she's a pro. Definitely a pro. <laughs> it just rolled off her tongue like it was nothing. Yeah, and I could see her eyes. She went visual first, and she was like constructing this idea in her head. And then right before she answered, she went down, and I was like audio digital. So it was just like, and then just all these words just came out. I was like, damn, that was fast. <laughs> she's a great processor. She can process that stuff quick. Oh yeah. Anytime, anytime I do breakthrough work with my other trainers, they say that I'm their favorite one to do it with because you can see the breakthrough happening. Like you can see the neurology. It's too funny. No, I love it. Chris, when you're working with clients, do you customize everything with them or do you have a pathway that you take them through? Both. <laughs> uh, my coaching is very customized though, because we're all different, you know, sure. we're all completely different. So it's, I take it as my responsibility as a coach to um, listen to what's being said behind the words. Mm -hmm. And then in future coaching sessions, working on um, whatever maybe that limiting belief was or whatever was kind of said, but not said and working on the, you know, the deeper unconscious layer. Uh, so to answer your question, it is all very, very customized. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I also think you know, as humans, we all kind of go through not the same thing, but very similar mm -hmm. types of experiences. So, you know, dealing with fear, dealing with um, overthinking, um, dealing with limiting beliefs, fear of rejection, like we already talked about. So it might be similar, uh, but it is all very, very customized. Gotcha. Do, do you see a common pattern with people as they, as you coach them? Is there one or two things that stick out a lot that people are always trying to overcome? Honestly, fear is like huge for everyone. Yeah. Um, fear is always a, always a big one. What I find interesting is, you know, you tend to attract like people that are like you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that Chris got that. <laughs> like, like attracts like. <laughs> that resonates with Chris. 
So oftentimes it's a mirror. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. No, no, I, I love it. Because I, I know a lot of people are out there are looking for a professional coach to help them. What, what type of people are you looking for or type of people that you really specialize in helping? Do you have a particular niche within your business? So I'm really good with working with perfectionists and overthinkers because I used to be one. <laughs> so having the courage to, you know, go out and not necessarily be totally perfect and because perfectionism and comparison that halts a lot of entrepreneurs from taking action or even just people in general from taking action, um, getting in their own head. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. And then I assume you run into a lot of the imposter syndrome as well. Yep. Yep. That's another part of it. Mm -hmm. I noticed that I help a lot of, a lot of givers because they have a hard time. They see it as taking, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So any type of sales they see as taking when it's actually giving, so I help a lot of givers recognize their value and their worth. And to go back to uh, a question that you had asked earlier, worthiness, that's the common. It's a lot of worthiness mm -hmm. in many different facets, I think. You know, someone can look super successful and still have some sort of worthiness, something going on, maybe like in relationships or health. Um, and the super cool thing is, is that once you start to clean it up in one area, it just ripples into all the other areas. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. If something is, is pretty one part, part of your life it is showing up in other areas, you're just not seeing it, you know, and, and, and that kind of ties back into you know, the conversation we started this evening about courage, you know, and that's where courage fits into, you know, feeling more worthy about yourself, being able to go out there and tackle those obstacles that you're, you're facing to move forward to become the person that you are or am meant to be. Yeah. Facing kind of facing your own, your own demons, you know, like we, we are the number one person that we lie to the most, most and facing those. Yeah. My, my trainer calls it the itty bitty shitty committee. And I've always, <laughs> I've always loved that name <laughs> facing, like being able to face that and saying that's not true and operating otherwise that takes a lot of courage. Takes a lot oh, of courage. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It sure does, and that's where we're, and we're all seeking that courage in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, where we all need to be able to stand up and move forward, and you know, no matter how hard it is, really step out of our comfort zone and get into that area where we stretch ourselves, so that we can grow and, and prosper in our in our lives. So you know, tonight's talk has been absolutely amazing. So I really appreciate you coming out here, being on the show, letting us learn more about you, learning about courage uh, and your life story, because that's where really the magic is a lot of times is in your experiences, your perspective and sharing that and those gifts that you, you learn along the way with the world. Thank you so much. This has honestly been such a blast <laughs> being able to share my story and to share this and everything. I, I really appreciate it, you guys. It's been super fun. Oh, that's awesome. So Corinne, before we let you go, what are ways that people can get a hold of you? So if they want to take advantage of your coaching services or mm -hmm. learn a little bit more about you, what are the best ways? Yeah. So my business is Evolution Room. So the Evolution Room where personal development meets business. So you can on all social platforms, I'm going to be under Corinne Kivitz. Uh, also look up the Evolution Room. 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Don't do Twitter too much. Um, also my website, I'm going to be launching it. I'm going through a rebrand right now, launching on Wednesday. So evolutionroom.co. And yeah, those are probably the best ways to connect with me. That, that sounds fantastic. When you get that, everything worked out for the new site, let me know. I definitely want to be able to post all your information, not only with the show, but also on our website. So then people can get a hold of you, get in touch with you and really see what you're about. Because I, we're here about helping not only transform people's lives, but also help the guests that come on our show to really help get their name out there so that they can make a difference in the world of other people. And that's what the Extraordinary Being Movement is about. It's about personal growth and achievement in all of our lives. And you really stepped up tonight and really brought tons of value and information to us. And we are very grateful to have you on the show. And we look forward to having you on again, if that's okay with you. I will definitely take you up on that offer. Thank you guys. This conversation has been so great. Really, thank you. And that's thank good. you for um, the movement that you're doing. I love the mission. I love the vision. And I'm happy to be a part of it. No, I, I, I appreciate it. Fred, Chris, do you, do you have any final words for Corinne or what you want to share? Um, yeah, Corinne, I, I can't wait to talk to you again because I want to talk more about accountability with our words in our head and our, and, and yes, it's, just, it's such a big topic in NLP that is, it creates a lot of conflict with some other ideologies. So I'd love for us to talk about that. Thank you guys so much. I think the whole topic on courage makes it where people can look at it as maybe they might not have things to look at, but look at it as what you want out of your life. You have the ability to be your actor. You can be the director. You're in control of your own life. And when you look at what's going on with COVID and with all of that type of stuff, you look at it as we only have a finite amount of time in our life. So to live it to your best of your ability. And just like when I looked at what Karun did, where she ended up going out and ventured into a, a career and, and it's her passion. And I see that as being like saying, hey, I think everybody needs to emulate that because we only have this finite amount of time. So live it up. Time is our greatest resource. It really is the most valuable. It's all we got, it's finite. I, I absolutely love it, so true. Everybody stop wasting time, make the most of it, live life to its fullest. This is your host and coach, Linda Carmine, along with Fred Martinez and Christopher Shriver here at the Extraordinary Being Movement. We want to thank you, and especially Corinne, for being here with us tonight. To learn more about the Extraordinary Being Movement, head over to our website at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com. Check us out on YouTube and look forward to the show that so you can learn a lot more about courage and how you can gain the power within you. Everybody have a great night to your success.